Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, we will, um, top of the hour, we'll hear from uh, Cal McNair. Cal and Hannah jumped on with the afternoon show yesterday after the announcement that D'Amico Ryans is returning to Houston as the next Texans head coach. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a good day yesterday, so we'll hear from Texans ownership at the top of the hour. Which players, Seth, should be most excited about the hire of D'Amico Ryans without knowing who he's going to end up hiring for his staff? You know, So the offensive side of the ball is a little murkier, and we don't know if they're going to draft yeah. a quarterback or not. I certainly think on the defensive side, there's a few guys who should feel like their careers took a real nice turn yesterday. I think, um, you know which one, Sean, which is first, if I were to think outside the box a little bit? Sure. C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. I think that if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young were to step into a situation where there was another ad hoc hire um, or something that had been forced into, frankly, if, if, if various people that I don't even want to talk about anymore were still in the organization, then obviously like it would not be uh, the stable, perhaps more productive and positive environment that it is right now. Uh, so, yeah, D'Amico, I, I, I know that it, a lot of times I criticize people when they start talking about culture too much because I think it's, it's, it's overused and un- misunderstood, and very few people actually know how to establish a culture, or they overthink it and try too hard to do a bunch of artificial things. D'Amico, just by virtue of the person that he is, is going to have a really good culture on that team um, and by the expectations that he'll set. So I think C.J. Stroud and or Bryce Young or which uh, a quarterback to be named later is going to end up benefiting from all of that, and it's going to be a much different experience than it could have been otherwise. Let me throw one in as long as we're talking about quarterbacks. Is it crazy to think Davis Mills should actually be really excited about this? Not, not to the point where – he, look, he's going to think he's going to be the starter because that's how quarterbacks think is they always yeah. think like they're going to be the starter. But Davis Mills has – I think Davis Mills has a long career in front of him, maybe as a backup, but the fact that he'll get to spend a couple of years 
after spending two years under the Tim Kelly, Pep Hamilton, uh, fungus-ridden learning tree, mm-hmm. uh, that he'll get to spend a couple of years in you know what is probably going to be some uh, offshoot of Shanahan University, I would imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that and that would be the other uh, the. The big question is, it's it's a good fit for them as long as they do a good job hiring an offensive coordinator. Sure, um, sure. So that is that would be, I think, the the best thing for any young quarterback or any quarterback who just flat out is you're going to be trying to get the most out of them. Um, I think that that's that's something that is more long term and. When we talk about hiring an offensive coordinator, it's it's almost like the Astros, honestly, are with their pitchers and their player development where they work from single A on up and at doing things the same way. I think that's how the Texans need to approach their offensive coaches. Whoever they hire as an offensive coordinator, whether they are in that Kubiak-Shanahan tree or not, I think you gotta you gotta do it with an eye towards the future, which is hey, if things go the way you want them to, then you might very well have to be replacing your offensive coordinator in two years because mm-hmm. that guy's gonna get plucked away from you. So you have to constantly be developing your offensive mm-hmm. coaches and bringing them up so that quarterbacks don't have to change scheme all the time. One of the things I like about the Kubiak Shanahan tree is that I, I told you yesterday it's like a franchise restaurant. Yep. There's there's so many of them out there now that you can find people who are trained in the system and use the same terminology and the same concepts that it's not as hard to find and keep the continuity. So um, it's not a it's not a deal breaker or anything, but I I would like them to have that in mind that you got to have some kind of consistency through potentially multiple offensive coordinators. Two candidates have been made public, at least through reports, that they are. Uh, requesting access to to interview for the OC job. Troy Walters, Cincinnati wide receivers coach, who does have experience calling plays in his past at the collegiate level. He's a former wide receiver with the Vikings and at Stanford. And Bobby Slowick, who's a name you brought up yesterday, Seth, who has spent time uh, helping coordinate the passing game for San Francisco. He's been a staff mate of D'Amico in San Francisco. Yeah. Just throwing those names in there as long as we're talking about this. And, and both those guys would be in that Kubiak-Shanahan tree. Absolutely. You know? So they've, they've had experience in that. It's, it's, it, that's very possible to the route they're going. Yep, it, it, so it, it fits with what you were just saying. All right, who else? What other players? I think the quarterbacks, both prospective and current, that's a great yeah. one. What other players should be most excited on the Texans right now about the hiring of D'Amico Ryans? I, I think the the quickest one that I think of, and I, I and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself with it, but if Christian Harris can develop into something like Fred Warner, the middle linebacker for the 49ers, that would be very, very, very good for the, for the 49 for the Texans defense sure uh, because he Fred Warner makes everybody else's life easy because he's so rangy. So it makes it easier for the safeties. It makes it easier for the cornerbacks in some respects. And I think Christian Harris has that type of athleticism. He's just got to have it brought out of him. Now, D'Amico's not going to be likely – I don't think he's going to be like Lovey where he also coaches a position on the defense. I I would prefer that he not, at least. And I I think that – Christian Harris hopefully gets a good linebackers coach, but that in D'Amico's defense can really be leaned on to utilize all that athleticism. 
Yeah, Boy, could, I, can, can we can we think about that for a second? Yeah, Lovey wasn't just a head coach and defensive coordinator, but he also coached a specific position too. Yeah, he coached. I don't like that stuff. He coached something in the. Well, his son was the linebackers coach. What did he coach? Like he slot, slot corners, corners right? Slot corners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't like that either, at all. Um. So uh, yeah, I uh, I agree, Christian Harris for sure. I um I am very excited to watch Derek Stingley Jr. play the Sauce Gardner role. In this defense, yep. I'm assuming that I am assuming. I, look, I don't watch every snap of the Jets, and I didn't watch every snap of the 49ers. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that the system Robert Sala was using in New York is the one yep. that we're going to see here. Some variation um, the, of it. The 49ers defensive backs were played, and as you saw in the championship game, it hurt them a little bit because the the, the officials decided to be just erratics and scattershot in how they called the game, but. They are very good at being handsy and aggressive, um, and getting their hands on guys and using using the sideline to their advantage, kind of trying to bully guys as much. Charvarius Ward is a guy um, that I think played really above his expectations under D'Amico Ryan's, and um, he was a you know they he would get physical with DK Metcalf, a guy that probably outweighs him by 40 pounds. So yeah, I think they're going to work a lot with Derek Stingley on utilizing all of his physical skills much more so than last year where he's a glorified safety. Yeah, right. And that was frustrating. I think for fans, especially considering the guy was a number three overall pick in the draft and it couldn't have worked out any worse. The optics of it with the next, the very next pick becoming a first team all pro at cornerback. So that's exciting. I think you're going to get to see Derek Stingley kind of unleashed. What about yeah. Jalen Petrie? Jer- Jalen Petrie, and uh, and you mentioned Hufanga, the safety, who had a legitimate <laughs> who had a legitimate call against him in that game. But uh, Charverius Ward had a bogus call against him. Um, the safety Hufanga, uh, kind of like who you know he he grew up idolizing Troy Palomalu, and he plays a lot like Troy Palomalu. I think Jalen Petrie has some Troy Palomalu in him. And I think that one thing D'Amico does really well, and what people would really give D'Amico a lot of credit for, this isn't just my opinion, but smart people, was for a team that didn't blitz a lot, when they blitzed, they were very effective. The 49ers were. And part of that was just in disguising it. Part of it was in using a guy like Hufanga um, and all of his athleticism and playmaking ability, sometimes deep, sometimes up near the line of scrimmage. I think that's how they'll end up using Jalen Petrie. And, yes, he'll be – he's going to be versatile, and he'll, he'll play some deep safety, but I think they'll be more aggressive with him perhaps. And hopefully Jalen Petrie won't have to be coming from 25 yards deep, you know, rocketing up towards the line of scrimmage trying to make a tackle to somebody who hasn't been slowed down at all. Uh, but and some of that comes with improving the front seven personnel as well. For whatever reason, I'm kind of cherry-picking the rookies here because I, th- they're going to be the ones who are going to be around for the long haul. I, you know, yeah. for, for me to sit here and say, I think Jerry Hughes is going to be really excited about D'Amico Ryans. Jerry Hughes is 34 years old. Like, I, I'm all about, like, who's going to be excited and still here in 2025. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. So on offense, circling back to the offense – uh, Damian Pierce, and you touched on this yesterday, and I think it was more from we were kind of we were kind of smiling about a personality standpoint that Damian Pierce and D'Amico Ryan's are going to become the best of friends because Damian Pierce is just he's a dog and he loves football. Um, Damian Pierce's running style in this particular type of offense, assuming that it's going to be some variation of the Kubshanistan, uh offense, what are your thoughts on? 
on just Damian Pierce in this offense, and Dam- and I guess maybe even Damian Pierce and moving forward, they like to use a lot of backs in that offense. They don't necessarily settle on a bell cow in that in that Shanahan offense well, either. It, you know, and it, it depends too. Um, you know, if if you look at what Sean McVay has done, he's very wide receiver heavy versus Kyle Shanahan, who tends to be like he wants he wants a bunch of really versatile players that basically. Use uh, check the fullback can split out wide and actually be used as a receiver. Um, unlike some, you know, there would be times where Bill O'Brien would split a fullback out wide, but nobody was fooled by Jay Prosh. Because it, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, Jay Prosh who had uh, <laughs> he had hands like Ashik um, would <laughs> would line up there with no, being no threat whatsoever. Uh, I think if they go the Shanahan route, then yeah, Damian Pierce is a receiver. Um, using a fullback, all that stuff uh, might be what they do. But they could, you know, if they go the more along the McVay route and want to be heavy wide receivers at times, you just – it can go in multiple directions. I think the key is that, yes, those running backs like Damian Pierce who, who, who fall forward. Like, I think you don't want to overthink it. One of the biggest things about – uh, Gary Kubiak and his whole scheme back when they, with Alex Gibbs, started it and really clicking was they wanted to do two things. They want to lead the league in big runs, so runs over 20 yards. And you get that by your wide receivers being good blockers and your tight ends being good blockers. Um, but you also wanted to lead the league in fewest negative plays. So you get that by having guys like Damian Pierce that are never going to get tackled without dragging a guy for another two or three yards. That's right. You know, Arian, Arian Foster. Think about Arian Foster. How many times did you see, see Arian Foster get knocked back? And part of it's because of the scheme, but part of it's because of the type of running back that they are. And I think that, that Damian Pierce's mindset for that is going to be really good. It's going to be fun. Here's some of the reaction among former players and current players from the Texans to – D'Amico Ryan's being hired. This is on a post that Brandon Scott put up, sportsradio610.com. ton of great content on our website right now uh, on the D'Amico Ryan's hire. Um, J.J. Watt tweeted, Let's go! You want to re-energize and reignite the incredible Houston fan base. This is a hell of a start. Can't wait to see what Miko does. One of the best teammates and leaders I've ever been around. Hashtag H-Town, and he threw up the H emoji as well. That's J.J. Watt. Chester Pitts. Chester Pitts, who's no longer a... Negative Nelly telling us all to simmer down and let the process play out. Here's Chester. Get the old Chester's back. I like seeing this. Lots of exclamation points. You got to love it. Congrats to my guy, Miko, El Capitan. Great day in the city. I know he will do whatever it takes to make sure the Texans win a Super Bowl. That's Chester Pitts. Now some current players. Laramie Tunsil retweeting the NFL's reporting of D'Amico Ryan's. Let's go with the emoji where the guy is blowing smoke out of his nostrils. Okay. I'd have to go get a translation on that one, but I'm guessing it's very positive. Titus Howard? Yes, it's sir. That or it's, it's more, sometimes it's that you're angry, but I think the smoke coming out of the nostrils in this instance is like you're like a charging bull. Like an, let, let's go angry. Out of the, yeah. yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Titus Howard tweets, uh, retweets the news and says, yes, sir, with five fire emojis after it. I don't, honestly, I don't remember any of this for David Cully or Lovey <laughs> Smith. No, I don't. Do you? I mean, I think there was some, there was some. <laughs> There are some like dutiful uh, comments, maybe from from players at those times, but this is a level of enthusiasm that we haven't necessarily seen in a little bit. Definitely not, Cully. I bet there was for Lovey because I think he was 
generally well liked. You know, he yeah. was already there for a year. They're probably what not like this though. I mean, like Jonathan Grenard, bunch of uh, you know eye emojis. Hey, our Wade Smith. Wade Smith made it into the article. Welcome home, Cap. It's a great day to be a Texan at Houston Texans. So, did uh, is Troy Walters the only officially announced uh, interview, or is Bobby Sloak an official interview? There have been reports now? of Bobby Sloak. I don't know if anything's okay. been officially officially announced, but reports of the two that I've seen reported. And again, I may have missed one overnight, but Bobby Slowick and Troy Walters are the two OC candidates yeah. that have been reported thus far. So yeah, they're uh, them being in the Kubiak Shanahan McVeigh tree is a check plus in their favor right now, big time. And um, you know, Walters got a lot of experience. I mean, that's a, uh, it, d- it doesn't mean that that's all he knows how to do or anything, but he um, but he does have that experience very recently. Yep, with a he, good offense. Yep, yep. No, he's very and he was their wide receivers coach. Last I yeah. checked, really good position for the Bengals. And it's not just because Jamar Chase is a beast. That is a really really good group of wide receivers. Very well coached. You can tell. Um, you can text in seven one three five seven two four six, and we'll take some phone calls a little later on in the show as well. We do want to hear from you today. Seven one three. Five seven two four six ten. The trailer wheel and frame text page. One two one five. I'm slowly starting to adapt to the McNair's mindset. It's about today. Leave all that bad energy in the past. As a fan, it's hard to let go, but it solves nothing to focus on the past. Okay, this is where, this is what I'll say about this. I think that's a good mindset to have. That's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm not going to tell people how to fan though. If you're still angry about some of the things that have gone on, you go through your own process. I don't have time to be a therapist for everybody. This I will say, because there have probably been times in the last two years where you've been encouraged to look forward and it was maybe like when a David Cully was hired or uh, when a Lovey Smith was hired. I do think that if you have been wanting to embrace that mindset but you felt a little PTSD in doing so, this is, a, this is about as good a jumping off point to embrace the, hey, let's look forward and put the past behind us mindset, hiring yeah. D'Amico Ryan's. This is about as safe a touch point to do that as you could possibly come up with, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it um it's 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 weird it's weird to have this level of almost unanimous praise for something the Texans are doing right now and without Without any kind of a, a, a sense of buzzkill, I guess. I, I mean, there's a, obviously there's going to be people that can point out the various holes. I have my own concerns about the entire situation and how exactly is D'Amico going to handle this challenge or that challenge. But it's all just normal stuff that every team has to deal with. Yeah. It's this is this is everything feels like football right now. And not like all of the soap opera drama and nonsense at times that we've had over the last several years. Yep. Yeah. They are a normal rebuilding football team who just made a great head coaching hire. Yes. That's, that's what they are. And that's, and that's, that's a great place to be right now. Considering where we've been the last three years, that is Nirvana. All right. Um, Cal McNair was on with Cal and Hannah both were on with the uh, afternoon show yesterday, the drive. Uh, D'Amico Ryans was announced as the new Texans head coach within about an hour. Uh, the Texans chairman and CEO, Cal McNair, was on. What is he feeling about the D'Amico hire? What is his message to the Texans fan base? We'll hear from Cal McNair next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.